0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Black and White Sports Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Quentin Corpioel. Joining me today to talk some NFL free agency, Will Vanderwall. Will, how are you? Stuffy. That's that's, not, that's not awesome. So, Will, you've yeah. been you've been nursing a cold. How did you how have you gotten through that? Because uh, I mean, we're technically past cold season. Um, how have you been nursing that? Um
1: sleep, food. My go-to is always something like really, 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 really spicy that like gets your nose running and uh, makes you sweat a little. I have not had any of that yet, but looking forward to getting that in the next day or so.
0: I've not re- I've never really thought about it because like, yeah, I know in spicy food, there's the ingredient called like capaskin, capaskin. That's in yeah. a lot of spicy foods that get your nose running. That's smart. I've never thought of that. But okay, wishing you well there. We are here today to talk some NFL free agency. Will... I was just trying to fill out my bracket, and all of a sudden, Tom Brady's like, I'm not, I'm not loving this retirement thing. And I'm just going about my week, and then the Chargers decide to go Madden mode and add Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson to their defense. And then I'm just walking around the great state of Missouri, and the Jaguars put on a blindfold and throw a dart at all of the available free agents that are on a board. And then once yeah, they do no that, thing. they spin a wheel to see how much money they will give them. Um, can't confirm that's true. But a whole lot has been happening in football. Let's talk about it. Will, um, I want to start off on a positive note. Uh, which team, as far as the early tampering period goes, the official like free agency period starts tomorrow where guys can actually start signing deals. For now, they're just agreeing to terms. What team has been killing it so far, in your eyes?
1: Um. I'm going to take a pretty safe choice and go with the Bengals. Um, You got Alex Kappa. You got Ted Karras. You got B.J. Hill. Bring back Jesse Bates on a franchise tag. And none of those contracts to me look like bad. You got four for 40. You got three for 18. You got three for 30. Um, And it's like you need an offensive guard. You need to sturdy up the offensive line. You obviously also have your draft picks, but it's good to know that you just have – solid pieces coming in. I know they still have
0: what was it like sixty earlier? Million had? dollars in cap space? Didn't we say that they had sixty coming in? They into had this? they had a lot of money. They had a lot of money to work with. Yes.
1: So they still have a lot more money to work with. And I think they're just they are doing exactly what we thought that they would and they're just moving in the right direction.
0: Yeah, they're doing what they should do. And one thing of note, I didn't really learn this until, like, honestly, in the middle of last season when guys sign contracts. So let's say um, you get a three three years, $30 million contract, which is like what is reported, which is what is shown to the general public. The $30 million, that is the maximum amount a player can earn like yeah. in that contract. That does not mean... The player is getting thirty million dollars over three years. That means they can get thirty million dollars over three years, yeah. um, and there's a bunch of stuff within that. There's guaranteed money, obviously. There's player bonuses, team bonuses, roster like whatever, bonus. roster bonuses. Like and then that's the, the cap, th- the cap is just separate. Yeah, that's a that's a separate thing. The money in the money in with, regarding sports is is odd, but um, I think that's something of note. Because, I don't know, if that were the case where a guy is guaranteed to get $30 million over three years, that just doesn't offer you a lot of flexibility, hence why, I'd say, for example, the Aaron Rodgers deal, at face value, mm-hmm. whoa, $200 million over four years. My God, that is crazy. But with team options and bonuses and whatnot, it's actually like two years and like over $100 million. It's not the, mm-hmm. not the full $200 million. So I think that is important. Going back to the Bengals – Also love what they did. Alex Kappa is a warrior. There was—I don't know if you've seen the story where he tried to play on a broken leg against Washington in the 2021 Wild Card game. He is just—he's durable, he's tough, he's gritty, and he's good at his job. Uh, Ted Mm -hmm. Karras, like him too, tough, gritty, good at his job. Like this is—it's just a huge victory for Joe Burrow, and honestly, it just his prospects of career preservation. Like the bottom line here is that while Joey B is a certified badass and he gets up from the hardest of hits, he can't keep getting the, getting hit the way he's been hit over these past two seasons, actually like mm-hmm. a season and a half, cause he missed the second half of 2020, but you, you, you just can't get hit as much as Joe Burrow is getting hit and have a long career and not have after effects of it. Like it just mm-hmm. can't happen. No matter how tough Joe Burrow is, uh, he <laughs> needs a better offensive line. And the Bengals took initiative, went out and got some guys that are certainly going to start and mm-hmm. going to be better than what the Bengals have last season.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I think that was that was good. Um, they also re-signed B.J. Hill. Yes. They unfortunately had to let Larry Ogan Joby go, but nevertheless they addressed the position group they needed most. So good job, Uzzama. Bengals. C.J. Uzama did have to go, unfortunately. The Jets we're going to get to it in a bit. Looking like I liked a lot of what they did. Yeah, I did. Um, my big winner thus far is, other than the Bengals, uh, going to stay safe. The Chargers. Um, they traded not a lot for Khalil Freakin' Mac. They mm-hmm. not only did they sign J.C. Jackson, like a certified lockdown corner, but they got him for apparently less than Jackson asked for. Which I feel like you don't see a lot with players of jackson's caliber um Mm -hmm. according to reports jackson wanted quote jalen ramsey money ramsey makes i believe 20 million a year jackson is going to make somewhere around 16 million a year even though that's only a few million dollars hey that's that's less that's still less for like a lockdown corner um Mm -hmm. they also signed i feel like this was kind of underrated they signed sebastian joseph day who's just a very very solid football player Obviously, you already have Joey Bosa, and then you look at the secondary depth chart. You now have Jackson, Derwin James. I know Chris Harris isn't like prime Denver Chris Harris anymore, but he's still solid. Asante Samuel Jr. And now you look at the draft. If Jordan Davis falls to them at seventeen, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa! So this has already been a home. These are they have already hit multiple home runs. Mm-hmm. The Chargers have and um. Depending on what happens in the draft, I think they can they can absolutely hit another.
1: Yeah, they just need to uh, shore up some O line and O line depth. Uh, they're losing Brian Balaga. They had to cut him to free up between seven and 10 mil. Like, I, remember I, think, they freed, that I think
0: they freed up 10 million. It's a yeah, pretty, so pretty solid amount.
1: I feel like now they're short at um, offensive guard now, right? Obviously, you got Rashawn Slater. Um, but.
0: you have Corey Lindsley, too? That was. The other (laughs) huge pickup. (gasps) But yeah, Yeah. I think offensive line. And again, when you look at this draft class, it is deep. at literally every position, like it Mm -hmm. feels like it's deep at every position. And the Chargers like they have picks. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they are on an upward trend. I really like what they did. Um, I want to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars now. Uh, So the Jacksonville Jaguars decision making award for the early tampering period goes to. Wow. My God. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, would you look at that? Now, in terms of the players that they signed, like, Brandon Scherf is good. Like, he is an upgrade over what they had. There is no disputing that. He is a pro bowler. He's very good at his job. $30 million guaranteed is a lot of money, especially for a guy that has not played a full season in several years. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, great player. Very hefty price tag. That makes the risk that much greater. Um, they go out and they sign Evan Engram to the Jacksonville Jaguars, a message from me, a Giants fan. If you can make Evan Engram work, I will be very sad, but that would be a job well done by you guys. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, $9 million in one year. Again, that's the reported amount. I actually don't know how much (laughs) of that is guaranteed but I guess it's a quote, prove it deal. Um, I thought it was odd considering they already had Dan Arnold, who was actually sneakily pretty soft for them. But, hey, we're willing to take a chance on a guy that, like, if they can figure Evan Ingram out, like, mm-hmm. I think that's a great football player. Because, mm-hmm. unfortunately, he just had never <laughs> figured it out in New York. And he got a lot of chances to do so. And then yeah. the biggest eye-opener was Christian. Signing, signing Christian Kirk.
1: Yeah, that's
0: a lot of money. So – Up to 84 million dollars over four years. Now, obviously, not all of that is guaranteed, but still, damn, man,
1: damn. Christian Kirk really could be making 20 million a year. That's that's
0: crazy to me. Like, okay, so when you look at the top 10 highest paid receivers in the league right now Hopkins, Julio, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Amari Cooper. Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, Tyreek Hill, Christian Kirk. Mm-hmm. He is definitely the worst receiver in that group. Mm-hmm. Like there is no doubt about that. I mean, like he's he, he's solid. Like he's been a pretty decent ancillary option for Arizona, but not of the monetary value
1: That's that he was
0: doing. he was given.
1: Yeah, I also think that the Jaguars are not good at wide receiver. Like, development, coaching, whatnot. Um, one of the moves that I saw earlier and I was very happy with was DJ Chark going to the Lions.
0: Hell, yeah. I'm, I want to talk about that one. That is a great pickup for the Detroit Lions. Yes. I'm so now, happy
1: they did that. And think about what they did with Amon Ross St. Brown, just coming out of nowhere and just a guy that plays hard and does what. Well. Like, I know that Chark's been injured, but I just – Ah, Jaguars have not gotten really good wide receiver production in a very long time. Since Allen Robinson,
0: really. Yeah. And I I don't know. I want him to find somewhere because that last year was just befuddling
1: Mm -hmm. for Allen
0: Robinson. But back to Jacksonville, like Kirk has never surpassed 1,000 yards. He's been in the league for four years. Um, He has never surpassed 1,000 yards. He got close last year at 982 he's never eclipsed seven touchdowns never eclipsed a thousand yards never eclipsed seven touchdowns and he might get 84 million dollars over four years yeah like i I just i just don't i just don't like that i mean and then when you look at the rest of the jacks receivers considering that hold on i have the stat here okay so over the past two off seasons they've given contracts that are worth up to i believe a combined 117 million dollars to marvin jones zay jones Evan Ingram and Christian Kirk. And that Marvin is a... Jones Marvin Jones didn't have to do a whole lot last year. No, and I like I thought he was. Like he was one of my sleep, like awesome sleeper fantasy selections. Cause like mm-hmm. he had quietly put up nine touchdowns in three consecutive seasons in Detroit. And he goes to Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence. I don't know, man. Like that's a very okay receiver group, and they spent up to $170 dollars on him. Mm-hmm. So, that was that was weird. And then, like, the 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 DJ Chark getting – actually, that's a separate point. Um, I don't know, man. It's the Jacksonville receiver thing. And it's not like it's a very diverse set of receivers. Like, they're all very similar kinds of receivers.
1: Yeah. Marvin Jones and Christian Kirk do, like, the same thing.
0: I was going to say, like, Kirk and, like, Engram. And, like, Laviska Chenault. Like, that's three of the same kind of receiver. I feel like it's just going to be a lot of, like, slant, slant, slant. Zay Deep. Jones fits in there too. Zay Jones too. About I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> Jacksonville man. It's like
1: it's like they got a whole lot of money and they're like, let's go, let's just spend it all. What happens happens. And I don't I don't know if that's the best the best thing to do. I mean, I feel like the last last year's big spenders, the Patriots, like other than oh. Um, uh, What's-his-face? Linebacker, defensive end. Um, on the... Ca- career high in sacks, Patriots. Oh, Matt Judon? Other than Judon, their signings weren't even, like, terribly amazingly productive.
0: For the money they got. I want I actually want to get to that yes. in, like, a few minutes. Because yeah. they made a move today, which got me real angry. Real angry as I hopped on the airplane. But um, Jags also they let DJ shark walk which was weird yeah. because in my opinion he was their highest ceiling receiver
1: I think he's better than
0: Christian Kirk to be honest yes I I would rank him ahead of Christian Kirk I agree um and then they released their leading tackler the final member of Saxonville miles jack yeah yeah the fuck so
1: I, he's can- led their led their Team and tackles with what one oh nine this past yeah year, yeah yeah one oh
0: eight and I'm pretty sure it wasn't that close yeah and then I guess with the signings that they've made on the offensive line I guess this means they're gonna either take Hutchinson or Thibodeau number one yeah. unless they want to start building like a really awesome offensive line they could take Evan Neal or Iki Aquanu or Charles Cross whoever they think is the best out of them three mm-hmm. um, I I mean. I would imagine if they throw all this money at Scherf, if they tag Cam Robinson. I mean, I, I guess that at that face value, it would lean more towards the direction of taking one of those edge rushers. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like. Can we talk about the wide receiver market real quick? Because this is confusing the hell out of me. So yeah. like, DJ Chark is getting one year nine million, and Christian Kirk is getting many millions of dollars. Like even Mike Williams, everyone's like, "Fuck yeah, Mike Williams." getting three years, $60 billion up to, he has essentially not existed in so many games. Mm-hmm. Like he had the, the run last year. We're like, wow, this is like the most extensive stretch of really good football that Mike Williams has ever had. And then he just, just disappeared. Boom, no, gone. And then like, like when he's great, like like when he's on, it's awesome. Yeah. He's a threat, but yeah, I, the inconsistency is real, and he's getting up to 60 million dollars over three years, which is I just don't know, and it's yeah. weird. I actually
1: I like that move by the Chargers because you have a surefire solid wide receiver one for um, or in Keenan Allen. with Mike Williams, I feel like coverage has just changed. like he was getting guarded by like just better corners. In the later half of the games, like yes, he didn't do as much, but like A he can go off off, and B, he takes a whole lot of pressure off of Keenan Allen.
0: So basically he's the Evan Fournier of the NFL uh, give him someone better than Evan Fournier um, who's like, who's like a better hit? I don't mean, know, I was just saying because like when Fournier's on, he's like one of the five best shooters in the NBA. Yeah, when he's when he's off, he's like, not non-ex- he's non existent. Mm-hmm. That was and basically for- why I made that comp. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and even the Knicks like paid up for Evan Fournier, but I guess it was worth it because a the contract again, it's he's not probably not going to get paid seventy three million dollars. Like I believe the last two years were options, so it was basically a two year deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea what the flexibility on Williams' contract is. I hope they didn't guarantee a ton of it just because that just restricts your your ability to get off and in case something happens to Mike Williams or he begins uh, to fall off and the inconsistency continues. Um, and then another question I had is, would you rather throw a bunch of money at, like, a veteran receiver or just draft, like, Traylon Burks for free? Um, like, a thousand percent draft.
1: <laughs> I mean, we're looking at the guys coming out of the draft, and... Like, it's crazy. Like, the new guys are playing so much better than anyone that you could get in free agency. I feel like the only way that I would throw money at someone in free agency is either, like, a top-tier wide receiver. But they're never on the market. Like, Devontae Adams hasn't hit the market.
0: Chris Godwin. Is Chris Godwin on the market at the moment, or was he tagged? Well, I think both of them were tagged.
1: Yeah. Um, so, they just, they just don't really end up on the market. So I would rather pay probably if they had gotten Christian Kirk for, let's say like 11 million a year, I would have been like, awesome.
0: Yeah. But, that's a very reasonable amount of money.
1: Yeah.
0: So I don't know if that was a question I had. Okay. Um, let's go to a team that was pranked and bamboozled as in the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen anything like the Randy Gregory thing. I'm sure, or at least the very least in football, I'm just trying to think of like in basketball. Remember when DeAndre Jordan signed with the Mavericks and was like, actually, no, I'm going yes. back to the Clippers? Yes. So similar to that. I, we just don't see this a lot. Maybe that was a reporting flub. I'm not sure. But, mm-hmm. um, hey, Denver, we said on the Russell Wilson trade, hmm, how, how are they going to be able to compete in the AFC? Uh, their pass rush isn't that great. Hey, Randy Gregory – When he's on, it's pretty good. And Mm -hmm. five years up to $70 million, hey, Denver needed that, along with a probably healthy Bradley Chubb. If they Mm -hmm. can get, like, another member of the front seven, I know they re-signed Josie Jewell. He's like, all right. Um, Like, hey, maybe they signed Von Miller. That would be cool. Um, Get another member of the front seven in the draft. Hey, that's a vastly improved pass rush in what is going to be a gauntlet and a half of an AFC West. Yeah. Um, so I like that for Denver, but with it's... Dallas, just the finance, the financial stuff, just I- I'm so confused. Well, you're raising your hand. Go ahead.
1: I love that out of the wide receivers, um, they kept Michael Gallup.
0: What? And then they, like, they traded, they trade Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson, who I actually thought was like sneaky important yeah. to them.
1: Yeah. I thought. Honestly, I think that Cedric Wilson might be more important than Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup hasn't played, A, a whole lot of football. B, when he played a lot of football, he was behind Amari Cooper. What are you doing? Like, yes, they he's not getting paid a ton of money. I understand that. I also understand that you have C.D. Lamb. But you could have restructured the finances anyway in order to keep at least a top five route runner in the NFL.
0: Yeah, like reconstruct, reconstructing contracts, like that's a thing you can do. Like the Giants have already done it to multiple players that, have free, that and they've gotten a, like a bunch of, like not like a bunch of cap space, but enough to like be able to go out and sign some guys.
1: Yeah, and also shout out to them getting absolutely nothing in trade compensation for Amari Cooper. They got a fifth and a sixth and they're trading a fifth or they're trading a sixth.
0: Yeah, the trade compensation stuff, we're going to get Patriots in a second in terms of confusing trade compensation. I just don't understand that. I know you're – I guess you're trying to offload cap, but, dude, why can't you restructure Ezekiel Elliott's gargantuan contract? Why can't you restructure Dak's gargantuan contract? Like, yeah. they don't have to cut it like – like, <laughs> they don't have to cut 75% of it. Has C.D. Lamb not gotten paid yet? Uh, no, he's it's he's not up for a new deal. Yeah, he was twenty. He was twenty twenty.
1: But like, still, I mean, it's just like hit your head against the wall multiple
0: times type. And all, and also, it's like, what was that about? To say? Oh, now this makes Ceedee Lamb like play a new role. Yeah. So because we saw in twenty twenty when, uh, um. Jarwin and I think Cooper was injured too. Like Lamb had to play a different role mm-hmm. and he wasn't as good. Yes. So I, I just, and now, then when Amari Cooper, like when everyone came back, Lamb was able to go in the slot. That's where he killed, that's where he killed defenses and he was an awesome, he was an awesome receiver, period. Yeah. So that was, I. it's just the lesson here, I guess, is that you don't Gatorade bathe your running back in money. Mm hmm. Like they I understand they also paid Dak a lot, but Dak is like a quarterback. At the very least is a quarterback, a far more important position as it pertains to having somebody that is elite. Also, Zeke isn't even like playing well right.
1: Like Zeke like kinda got Feed Me Mojo back, but like
0: not really. Yeah, he's. He, there have been mo- again. There have been moments where he looks like he's shot out of a cannon. We talked about this all last season. There have been moments where he looks like a very awesome running back, and then there are moments where he just looks like James Harden has looked sometimes, especially for the Nets. He just looks slow, um, not elusive, not not worth the price tag. So yeah. that confused me a lot too. Okay, let's take a quick break, and then we're gonna get to another team that grinded my gears. But after that, we're gonna get a little more positive. I promise. All right, we're back. So let's talk about the New England Patriots because I don't know what the hell they're doing either. So spending a little extra money on Hunter Henry and John Smith and Kendrick Bourne is cool. Like, they were important parts of what they did last year. But that means, clearly that meant you cannot pay Shaq Mason, who is one of the best interior linemen in football. Not awesome. Mm -hmm. What's even worse is that they traded him for a drum roll please a fifth round pick that is all that is that is all they got for shaq mason Mm. god that makes me so angry because like if you're the buccaneers first of all you're doing backflips you lose ali Marpet. you lose alex kappa you're thin at guard bang you get shaq mason for basically nothing and especially considering The market for quality interior offensive linemen came and went faster than a prime Chris Johnson at full speed. Like Teams that weren't able to land, Lake and Tomlinson or Brandon Scherf or whoever, were kind of screwed. So if you're the Buccaneers, you are extremely happy.
1: Yeah, and you also lost... um, What's his face to the Patriots? Oh, you also lost JC Jackson. Um, I meant to the...
0: Um, oh, oh Vegas. my God. And then wh- I want to talk about lost, you also what they <laughs> lost
1: Ted, Ted Karras
0: center. <laughs> oh yeah. I want to talk about like what they've gotten for Gilmore and Mason and Jackson. So they got nothing for Jackson. They got, they get a, a th- fourth for, I want to say like Gilmore? a day two or three and then a day three for Gilmore. And then they get a day three for Mason.
1: Yeah. And not to mention, Mac Jones needs a lot of time in the pocket at the moment to make a good throw, and he just lost two good linemen, and he will be getting a lot less time to throw.
0: Yeah, I don't know what was up that, that, What was up there. Guys, sorry for me just being like, I don't know what's going on, because I, I, I generally I – generally, I, mm-hmm. I'm stuttering. I'm fumbling mm-hmm. over my words because I actually do not know why teams are doing this. Like, Mm -hmm. I understand you want to cut because of getting cap space. Like, I understand that. But getting a fifth-round pick for a top five, six interior lineman, like, that's all you get? I don't know. That's my personal opinion. Um, Quick underrated signing I want to talk about. I already talked about DJ Chark. He's going to be paired with Amon Ross St. Brown. That is an awesome one-two punch. That is great. Mm -hmm. Um, Hassan Reddick. To Philly three years 45 million 30 million guaranteed um have you seen the Giovanni the Giovanni's podcast kid have you seen him know who he no. is no. okay so he's god I don't know if he had cancer or something but he has a podcast he was invited to the combine um on like the NFL network combine show <laughs> and he's an Eagles fan and um I don't know if it was Rich Eisen or somebody else on the network who asked him. He was like, okay, do you have a message for anybody in the Eagles organization? And Giovanni goes, please, Howie, for the love of God, get us some linebackers and receivers. Keep in mind, he's like 10. So it's mm-hmm. it's really funny. Uh, and boom, you get Hassan Reddick, a known sack artist, to shore up linebacker spot. Now, obviously, they could get another in the draft. They literally have three first-round picks. And there are lots of awesome linebackers in this draft, namely N'Kobe Dean and Devin Lloyd. If they can get Devin Lloyd slash N'Kobe Dean paired with Hassan Reddick and TJ Edwards, who I also think is good, wow, that's awesome. So, shouts to the Eagles for getting a baller. Okay, Um, Giants. Quick spiel on the Giants. I've seen a lot of people being like, what are the Giants doing? They haven't made any splashy moves, and Dallas and Philly are all making moves. Guys, the Giants don't have money. They don't have money. They're over the cap. That was a known thing beforehand. And Joe Shane and the Giants, they they just weren't given a ton to work with. So you know what they did? They restructured the contracts of Blake Martinez and Sterling Shepard, two of the guys that put the Giants in cap hell. And then... Some people were like, well, why didn't they go harder after the other interior offensive line on the market? Did you see the contracts all of those guys got? Like, yeah. the Giants just could not afford that. Like, it wasn't a lack of effort and desire because Joe Shane, Brian Dable, the Giants organization, have made it verbally clear that offensive line is the biggest area of need. So it wasn't a lack of, oh, we're cheap. Like, they just didn't. <laughs> it was the lack of actual spending money. Um, And in terms of the moves they have made so far, which included restructuring the contracts, I've loved it. I really have. I love the signing of Mark Lewinsky and John Feliciano. Now, they're not going to turn the Giants' O line into, like, the Steelers of the early mid-2010s or the Super Bowl Giants' o line, but it's sure as hell better than last year. And considering that Daniel Jones is in another prove-it year, you want to improve the areas that have contributed to Daniel Jones not being awesome yet. So considering what the Giants, what Joe Shane had to start, I've, I've liked it so far. Mm-hmm. So that is my take on that. Um, Will, you had a couple of teams you wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about uh, You want to start with, um, start with Pittsburgh because they did some things. Yeah.
1: Pittsburgh actually had very, eight very eventful days in terms of headliners, obviously getting Trubisky who very, I'm actually like, that's a very good quarterback fit. <laughs> better than not only better than whatever only, Ben was last year. Not only did you get uh, Trubisky, you re-sign. God, re-sign. I cannot pronounce that name. Oh, uh, o- the left, the left, uh, the tackle,
0: yes. or, or Okorafor.
1: Yes, him. You sign James Daniels. You sign Mason Cole. You re-sign Adams. You re-sign Killebrew you sign Wallace. Levi those Wallace.
0: Are, that was cornerback. Yeah, it's actually kind of important. He's good. Those are
1: all, like, very good signings. Like, you got the O-line moving in the right direction. You sign back people on the defense. You got the corners moving in the right direction. And you got Trubisky. I think they're going to be, like, well, obviously they're going to improve from this past year. And They're going to be one hell of a threat because it's like – think about it, a quarterback too. Trubisky doesn't work out. Let's throw in Dwayne Haskins. Let's see what Dwayne Haskins can do. Uh Like, you got – they are definitely building a roster. And I was very happy with what they did. Another team I was happy with was the Miami Dolphins. Uh The Miami Dolphins, very, very, very quiet moves. But all very, very important. Bridgewater for a year. Really like that. Tua's been – Inconsistent in terms of playing and playing time. Very nice to see that they got a good backup quarterback. Chase Edmonds. I really like this. Gaskin, similar sort of thing with injuries and also ability to play. Chase Edmonds takes the load off of you. You get a good passing back. Cedric Wilson, great move. Unbelievably great move to get him. You re-sign guys on defense. You sign Connor Williams. Now, two teams that didn't do well Packers. Packers are throwing 46 59 and $49 million dollars to Aaron Rodgers, I think, in
0: years one, two, and like his next one, two, and three years. And they're already in cap hell. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, if Aaron Rodgers is in a playoff game again and there's no second receiver to throw to, hmm. Mm, yeah. I, I wonder how that happened. Yeah. You also lose Darius
1: Smith, who comes back, gets key sacks,
0: and then you don't have enough money to sign him. Okay, so that's the thing with these quarterback contracts. I mean, like most in quarterback contracts, obviously we've seen with the Cowboys not only quarterback contracts, running back two, and the wide receiver two. Like, if you're Patrick Mahomes and you're signing a 10-year up to half a billion dollar deal – like, when it comes time to re-sign key guys and you can't afford them and you're looking at the reasons why you can't afford them, it's like, hmm, perhaps it's this half-a-billion-dollar contract mm-hmm. that's, uh, See, that's making things difficult. The Patrick Mahomes thing I'm fine with
1: because he knows and the organization knows at some point that's going to get restructured.
0: Yeah, which I oh, – so, okay, that, that might have been a bad example because I feel I like they're competent with, with that, but er- it's, a, it's the idea.
1: The Aaron Rodgers thing, though, is mind blowing. Aaron Rodgers, I don't have pieces around me. Also, Aaron Rodgers, I'm gonna go take up what is it? A, a lot of, of the, the cap space,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, you've you gotta be kidding, right?
0: Nope, like, not kidding, not kidding. You've
1: made bit. you've made money hand over fist, like to the point where it's insane. I'm not saying, oh. Go take a crazy pay cut. But Brady didn't get paid for years and won six championships.
0: Yeah, I feel it. Yeah, I think. And I've, even when I, he got paid
1: to the Bucks, he won another championship.
0: Well, like, because they already had the roster around him. But at the same time, he didn't. He wasn't like, I want a max deal in Tampa Bay. Like, he yes. took like a rather small contract compared to other quarterbacks, mm-hmm. which allowed them to sign other people. Yeah. Man, we should be GMs. We
1: would do. <laughs> so good.
0: It would um, be awesome. The last negative I
1: have is the Rams. Now, we knew the Rams were going to go down. I didn't think it would get to the point where you have to, like, let go of Johnny Hecker.
0: Okay, that made me, like – that was, like, one of the five things that made me angry today. Hey. How the f- – do you let go of Johnny Hecker? Like, you in let- a, at a position where, you like, it's – I know it's, like – Not your first priority to have an awesome punter. But, like, if you have an awesome punter, like, that's an advantage Uh for you. Yeah.
1: It's not only, like, an advantage, but it's also, like, there are however many. There's A, no better.
0: Okay. He's a top three punter in the league, without question.
1: I said I call him number one. A second thing with the Rams, too, you lose Whitworth, but then you also – was another interior offensive lineman. So your offensive line got a lot worse for Matthew Stafford, who was second in the NFL in picks.
0: And had multiple games where he was just being terrorized Mm -hmm. the entire time.
1: So I hope that they go sure up the offensive line of the draft. That's probably what they're planning on doing. Um. But, yeah, the
0: Johnny Hecker thing made my head do backflips. Wow, that's pretty impressive considering that's anatomically impossible. But, uh, nevertheless, one team I do want to shout out before we get to another very important topic. just uh, kind of separate, sort of separate from free agency. Uh, the New York Jets. Yes. I, I, like, I like what they did. I yeah, like I, what they did. They signed, yeah. like, proven guys, like mm-hmm. proven winners, like Lake and Tomlinson, pricey contract, Durable, tough, good at his job. CJ Uzama. Durable, tough, good at his job. Jordan Whitehead. Durable, uh, uh, like a killer, like a K-I-L-L-A killer. A A proven winner. A hard-hitting safety. And then Mm -hmm. um, 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 DJ Reed. Now, he's not a cornerback one. But he's way better than what the Jets have have had these past couple of years. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I got to shout out the Jets for that.
1: Yeah. Uh one thing I did forget though. Mm. Uh the Rams/49ers slash 49ers are also getting um
0: Oh yeah, they aren't they getting a lot of picks. picks.
1: Yeah. 49ers get 5. Rams also get 5. 49ers get two to the Dolphins. I forgot that the Rams are also another team that are getting them. That's probably why they're a bit more fine letting guys walk. Um another head scratcher is that OBJ hasn't signed yet just because of the amount of money that other teams are giving wide receivers.
0: You know what I mean? Well, I, I wouldn't really want to sign a guy who's not going to play for me. Who's like guaranteed not going to play for me in the first year. Unless like his recovery goes super fast.
1: Yes. But at the same time I'd rather pay him Christian Kirk's contract than Christian Kirk. I that's just mean fair. for the money that they're shelling out and I'd still like OBJ's still on the board.
0: Yeah, that's a fair thing to think. Um okay. Let's uh let's get to a couple more things before we get out of here. Uh Deshaun Watson. So the charges against him were dropped, cleared. And all, um all of them. All like all, all, like, all every <laughs> single one of them. <laughs> yeah. Um so, yeah, according, and according to reports, uh, the Saints and Panthers, along with a couple other teams, I think the Falcons were in there too, mm-hmm. are reportedly very Browns. interested in uh, Cleveland, reportedly, are allegedly interested in Watson. Um, Will, this question does not have any negative connotation to it. If you were the GM of the Saints or Panthers or any team that needs a quarterback right now, would you be comfortable having Watson join your organization? <sighs> That is a good question. Um, Do I want to get the two cases while you think about it? I would say not yet. Okay. I would be like,
1: like, you never know. Um, yes, the charges were dropped, but nineteen allegations against one person is insane. Um, I don't know. I think if if I am a GM. I'm and I need Watson, I'm saying like Saints Panthers, probably just those two. I would give Watson good amount of money, but on a lesser length
0: just have just be have have the contract be extremely flexible in case things go wrong, whatever that he, means. oh, he still has a contract, doesn't he? I'm stupid he probably does, yeah, I don't know does. what it is, but he probably does,
1: yeah, um yeah. What team do you want Watson to go to?
0: Hmm, I just think I think Seattle would be a lot of fun. Huh. I think that would be fun. I forgot about them. Yeah. Um, Carolina, just because they already have they act, ah, but they lost Reddick. That was that's hard. But yeah. Carolina, they have two really good receivers. Um, they hopefully will build a better offensive line. You have an awesome running back. I don't.
1: I don't. I don't like the Panthers. The Panthers don't have enough. I think the Saint. The Saints are gonna kill everybody in the NFL if they have him.
0: Uh, they need. They need another good pass catcher, though. Uh, draft. Well, they would have to give up picks.
1: Michael Thomas, and X person that you draft, I like Michael that.
0: Thomas in third rounder. let's say like ooh Michael Thomas, Christian Watson, Michael Thomas, Sky Moore. Okay, you know what? I'm rethinking that. You also have
1: Alvin Kamara and a defense that constantly gets restructured and still goes out and kills people.
0: Well, they just lost um, Marcus Williams. It's not going to – It's it somehow doesn't matter. Yeah, they'll the –
1: The Saints defense will, A, consistently shut down Tom Brady, which you need now that he's back. Yeah. And, B, will get you tw- – I mean, they got 12 wins with Drew Brees who couldn't throw. Like – that is true. Um, but yeah, I think I I want to see Watson with the Browns. I think Watson on the Browns and that team is insane. You got crazy good O line. You got crazy good running backs. Now you have a crazy good QB. You just got Amari Cooper. Like you're probably gonna let Jarvis Landry go.
0: Well, they already did.
1: Well, they fully released him.
0: I believe so. Yeah. It happens. Yeah.
1: I mean, they have, they are a run dependent organization that can now turn into
0: a better version of the Tennessee Titans. Mm. I like that. Except they have a defense. <laughs> Titans defense is decent. It's just the Browns defense is better. Yeah. Like, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, Going back to the being comfortable joining your organization point, um, one hand, Watson's been cleared, and he allowed the investigators to investigate him because I guess he knew that he, the truth was going to come out eventually that he was he was clean. Um, on, on the, the other, other hand, I just think there are a lot of people that are going to be forever wary of Watson, especially I think this some is something important we should be thinking about how many women are in NFL organizations now, which is awesome. But would bringing Watson in, in to your organization, foster an uncomfortable working environment, especially considering how many charges were brought against him. And for the people that are like, who cares? That's a minor part of the organization. What matters is the product on the field. Guys, this stuff matters. Now I'm not a GM or anything, but winning organizations have winning environments within it. Now, I've never been inside Buffalo or Kansas City um, or any of the other great organizations in the NFL, but it's very clear, at least from the outside, that those are organizations that foster a healthy, winning culture, Or at the very least, most people seem happy to be working within the organization. And when you have healthy working environments, it, like you usually see the successful teams in any pro sport, like... They have healthy working environments. That's why it was kind of shocking to me. Well, not shocking. That's why it was kind of sort of surprising, even though they had some organization stuff in the past. Like when the Robert Sarver stuff came out with Phoenix, it was like, wow, they've been winning lately, but the workplace is toxic. Like you just don't – I feel like you don't usually see that in winning in organizations. I feel like I, I could, could obviously be wrong. It's probably a lot I'm probably not thinking of. But like con- contrast, contrast that to Washington, uh, Houston, Like these teams with crappy owners and GMs that have been investigated for having toxic workplaces and bribing their coach six figures to lose games. That's Miami. Um, Hiring a guy to be your GM that has had zero prior experience in an NFL front office and it proving to not work and firing your head coach after one season, after he took a one-win roster and got them to four wins. Like, it's just that kind of stuff that you see in losing organizations. And I don't know. I think Deshaun Watson, it's – I don't know. It really depends on how you see it. At the very least, if I'm the Saints or Panthers, considering that aspect is of the utmost importance. So, um, yeah, that, that's my take on that.
1: I mean, think about in terms of, like, fostering a community. Think about the Dallas Cowboys. Think about how much – star power and how good that roster is and think about the fact that they cannot win a playoff game. Cause every single year there's some drama that's constantly there. Jerry Jones, always in the spotlight. Whoever's in that head coaching position, always in the spotlight.
0: Uh, Jacksonville. Yeah. Like just that kind of stuff. And look, if Watson is just focused on football, these charges are a thing of the past. Completely false. You can focus on football. Great, but I think the off-the-field distraction stuff. I just think it's something to consider. Uh-huh. Um, but solely from a football standpoint, I think Houston. If you're Houston, you have to get. You have to be pining to get as much stuff as possible back for Watson right now because he's literally your only valuable trade asset. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Right now.
1: You and can't you go just, get a fifth just,
0: round. You just – yeah, you can't Shaq Mason it. You just need all the stuff you can get. Yeah. You just, you just need stuff. Um, but I think whatever team he goes to, that team is going to be better. I will say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last thing, Tom Brady. I haven't gotten your official thoughts on this. I mean, personally, it was naturally surprising to see him come out of retirement. But I've been saying all along I'll refuse to believe Tom Brady's done playing football until he dies. And even if he does die, I'll still have my doubts. Um, when you saw Brady officially announce he couldn't last a month without football, uh, what were your what were your thoughts? What were you thinking? Um, I was thinking that I was about to give my basketball senior speech in like two minutes. Mm.
1: Um, <laughs> that was like great timing. Um, but I don't know. I same sort of thing. It's. He was gone for 2 months and it still felt like he was in the NFL. Like it never yeah, it
0: never felt like he was truly like retired. Yeah.
1: yeah. it a it won't feel like he's truly retired until there goes a day in the NFL where Tom Brady doesn't play. Um but like think about it. The Bucks weren't like searching for these other like QB options. Like you're like I guess they're just going to ride it out with Kyle Trask. I don't really know. But it was almost as if like Technically, they didn't know, according to reports, but, like, kind of knew. I don't know. Maybe. Um, Shout out to the Bucks for getting Russell Gage.
0: That's a great addition. Oh, yeah, that is, a, that is a very underrated addition. Russell Gage is a very solid receiver who has a few big fantasy weeks, but he doesn't need to be big. Like, all he yeah. needs to do is catch four balls for 42 yards, and he has yeah. made an impact. So I thought that was nice. And then they get Shaq Mason for a fifth rounder after, again, losing Alex Kappa and uh, Ali Marpet. They re-sign Ryan Jensen, which is great. And now they can focus in the drafts on getting maybe another interior offensive lineman. I was saying on uh, Sunday night, I was thinking Kenyon Green, Zion Johnson at the end of the first round. Uh, There's a lot of good ones later in the draft, too. Um, And then replacing the defenders you lost, namely Jordan Whitehead. Uh, maybe adding another guy to that front seven. They already have Joe Tryon, Shayanka, who was very good. Um, I think just getting more people in the secondary. I mean, I'm looking at the, the secondary depth in the draft is also extremely deep, both corner and secondary, like throughout the draft, not just the first round. So um, I think the Bucks are in pretty sweet position right now. I mean, when I think about going, just going back to Tom Brady real quick, I think about like factors other than missing football for his return. Like, or was there anything else? Like, I guess he knew that Tampa Bay can still contend for a Super Bowl, but like, I just don't know what else he has to prove. Like, he put in his social media announcement, it's like, I have unfinished business. I guess it means winning a Super Bowl. It probably mm-hmm. means winning a Super Bowl. Um, think but- about it.
1: He probably saw the Field Yates tweet. I sent this to you, right?
0: Yeah, that every year he misses the playoffs. Loose playoff game,
1: win Super Bowl. Loose playoff game, win Super Bowl. Loose playoff game, win Super Bowl. Loose playoff game in 2021. So you know what that means in 2022. (sighs) I think his unfinished business is playing till his last, like, dying breath. Like, the crazy – when we were talking about his retirement, I'm
0: like, Tom Brady isn't close to sucking at football yet. No, that's what – so that's what I liked – about, like, him retiring at the end of last year because he went out with stuff left in the tank and, like, with one of the loudest playoff losses ever coming back from 24 down against the Rams. But, like, when you look at, like, Big Ben, Breeze, Manning, they all went out, like, sputtering. But Manning's the exception because he went out with a Super Bowl. But, like, Roethlisberger and Breeze, like, had nothing in the tank. They went out on a loss.
1: But Roethlisberger and Breeze had nothing left in the tank for, like, three years. Like... Yeah, Breeze Breeze would have been really bad. What was it when uh, whenever the year that Teddy Bridgewater took over and went six and over something like when uh, I think Breeze that was, was either take, that was either eighteen
0: or nineteen. I can't remember. Breeze was
1: able to take six weeks off. Roethlisberger was horrendous for two years. Peyton Manning really just Peyton Manning's the only one that really like fell off in a year. I guess like the year before he wasn't like close, but um. Like, the year they won a Super Bowl, like, he did get benched for part of the season. But I feel like Brady just, A, is still going to play crazy good football. Again, second, M- like second in MVP voting. And, B, I think he's going to go out when he's a mediocre quarterback, not when he's, like, dying.
0: All right. I'll let you have that opinion. Because uh, I think if he wins a Super Bowl this year, he's retiring.
1: Yeah, I would also agree with that.
0: So yeah, that's that. Uh, but again, it was pretty, it was pretty <laughs> unsurprising, which was weird and not weird at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, we somehow went this entire podcast without mentioning Kirk Cousins getting thirty-five million dollars. Because who Ooh. the hell cares? God, they're gonna. Suck and then, next and week. then, it, yeah, and then he tweeted, "Let's go get that Lombardi." I appreciate the optimism, but unless I don't think they're getting there. Yeah, I don't why do they give why do they give him thirty five million? Beats me. Just like, like the Derek, nine not just like nine other moves today. <laughs> Derek Carr is hand over fist better. Who cares you have to
1: trade stuff? I'd rather trade stuff and then sign people with the last twenty million.
0: I'm throwing my hands in the air just like you. So that'll be that for free agency. Um, when deals actually start happening, I don't know. Maybe new developments. We'll be here. Um, I'm gonna go watch Wyoming, Indiana. Here's an opinion I have on college basketball. Here's an opinion I have on the March on March Madness. I think it's stupid that we make the 16 seeds play in. I think it's stupid that we make conference champions have to play into the yes. round of 64. I think we should just make the last eight at-large teams in just be the playing tournament. All the 11 and 12 seeds. That's the plan because, like, you should be rewarded for winning your conference. I entirely agree. So poor Texas A&M Corpus Christi, which hadn't been to the tournament since 05? like they just lost to Texas Southern. Like they're done now, which pisses me off. So, mm-hmm. I, it's just I hate I I, I hate that conference tournament winners have to play a play-in. That's so no, especially stupid. especially yeah especially the 16 seeds. Just especially anybody, and then like. You get freaking uh um. I'm trying to think of like one of the worst at-large teams, like from the Michigan. bigger conference. Yeah, like you have like Michigan, who went like 19 and 13 in their conference, not having to play in. So, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Texas a and Corpus Christi for a great season. I'm sorry it had to end this way. But, like uh, I'm. You look at the other playing game. You have Bryant with Peter Kiss. Like I just want to see him play uh wait bryant's in a playoff a playing game yeah bryant's in they're in the one they're in the other 16 seed playing game tomorrow they are playing they're or well if they win they're not going to play gonzaga because they're playing georgia state they're going to play not baylor they're going to play arizona if they win i feel like i just want to see bryant Mm -hmm. like i don't want them to have to play in i think that's stupid and annoying Mm mm-hmm so that's my take on that. Nevertheless, I'm excited. I'm glad college basketball is back, uh, to regular March Madness with fans all over the country. I don't know; it's a fun time of year, even if a uh, bunch of free agency deals make my head spin.
1: I still have not done a proper bracket yet.
0: Yeah, you should. You should get on that. I yeah, yeah, I know. I've
1: seen so much on my TikTok for you page. It would make my head do most flip.
0: popular upset picks. Oh my god. This is in why the, I'm picking St. Peter's.
1: In the past 20 years, the team that is number 22 in <clears throat> defensive efficiency and the team that is 44 in offensive efficiency will win the tournament. There are six teams that fit the criteria.
0: Want well, to know something? Their bracket is going to be busted within the first four games. I know, Probably. Yeah.
1: Um, I am all in for storybook endings of March Madness. I think that either Gonzaga or UCLA is going to win it this year, even if I don't pick them in every single bracket, because you had the whole Virginia thing. You had the UNC losing to Villanova thing. You've had the UConn thing. There's just storylines. The only one that doesn't fit the criteria is Butler in the past, whatever. I just – it all works. Everything just, like, makes sense in your head once you look back at it. And so I'm
0: trying to think of things that would make sense in my head. All right. All right. Your thoughts are noted. All right, Will, this was fun. Thanks for hopping on. I'm glad we could have our heads spin together because yeah. we were clearly befuddled. But we hey, did the, the tango, NFL, we did the tango. It was fun. All right, well, thanks for hopping on. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure. And I will see you later. See you later.